0: All right, this is the Parkview in Pod podcast. And uh, this is a podcast where uh, myself, Kurt Frankham, a member of the Parkview Ward, reaches out to other members of the Parkview Ward and just uh, gets their living history so we can get to know them better and and all their deep, dark secrets. And that's why exactly why I brought on McCall Newland here. McCall, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Kurt?
0: Good. You've listed out your 10 top darkest secrets, and we will hit them one by one, right?
1: Okay, Reveal time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I kid, I kid. No, this is actually the real story because we interviewed your, your incredibly handsome husband, Tannen, who is our fearless Elderscorn president. And uh, he gave his side of the Tannen McCall story. And uh, we're going to get your side, right? Oh boy. And you listened to that, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Was he too far off? No. Was he lying?
1: No, he was. How
0: many restraining orders did it take before you finally gave in? <laughs> he didn't tell you that
1: part <laughs>
0: <laughs> well let's go back I'm I'm intrigued I think a good place to start is simply your name McCall like that's not a typical name not let alone a typical Utah name right so yeah. where does your name come from
1: so my parents I had an across the street neighbor and they had a daughter named McCall and my mom was pregnant and they liked it and asked if they could use it and they said sure
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Do you know where they got it? (laughs) Your neighbors?
1: Um, I don't, but there's a funny story. My dad's best friend and his wife were pregnant at the same time as my mom. And they named their daughter McCall, but she was born first. And so everyone says that I was named after her. But, uh-huh. and we're friends too. So she always says, yeah, she was named after me. And I'm like, no, actually. But everyone always says, well, who was born first? And that's the only question they care about. They're like, well, she was born first. Like you were <laughs> named after her. Anyway. So yeah, there's a few McCall's floating around around here. But yeah, nice. I don't know. I don't know where they originally got it from. But, but it served you always, well? Yeah. Everyone always asks me if I've been to McCall, Idaho. And the answer is no. <laughs> but <laughs> it's on my bucket list. So hopefully... One day I can say that I've been to McCall, Idaho.
0: Nice. Very cool. And uh, do you have a middle name? Lorraine. And and where does that come from?
1: That comes from, so my great-grandmother's name is Lorraine, my grandma's middle name is Lorraine, my mom's middle name is Lorraine, and then my middle name is Lorraine.
0: <laughs> so it was, it's like a tradition. And maybe somewhere down the line, there is a, a an original Lorraine.
1: Yes. And of course, my <laughs> daughter's middle name is Lorraine. And oh, cool. funny enough, Tan and I were dating, and I found out that his mom's middle name is Lorraine.
0: His oh sister's goodness.
1: middle name is Lorraine. So we were, it, wow. it was destiny.
0: It was destiny. <laughs> it was destiny. <laughs> we
1: always joke that his brothers had to marry a, a, someone with their middle name is Lorraine, but that didn't happen. <laughs> nice.
0: So, where is it you, you were born?
1: So, I was born in Ogden, Utah. Um, I was raised in Kaysville. And I lived in the same house my whole life until I got married.
0: You go to Davis High.
1: Went to Davis High. I'm a dart. The
0: darts. Yes. Yes. Nice.
1: I know. (laughs) Davis County has a bad name, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Were you born in a pretty traditional Latter Day Saint family?
1: Yeah, I was. Yep. Um, Yeah, my parents did all the things. I mean, (laughs) we did some (laughs) of the things, (laughs) but yeah. (laughs) We yeah, we were an active family. Um I don't know, I guess kinda of a little non traditional though. We our favorite activity growing up was to go to dinner on Sundays. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Might as well um, keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'd be in sacrament meeting and passing notes back and forth, where should we go to dinner? <laughs> um so yeah, I mean but yeah, like other than that, yeah, we were my parents are super strong and active and yeah.
0: <clears throat> So if we see the Newland family walking into Hug Hess on Sunday, just know this is just tradition. Okay. Right.
1: They did- <laughs> I mean, Tannen kind of put a stop to that.
0: <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, man, what a party pooper. <laughs> so oh.
1: Newlands, no. My maiden <laughs> name, <right>. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um, how would you define yourself like uh, as, as a little girl? Like were you super girly? Were you tomboy? Were you, I mean, what? Uh-
1: so, yeah, definitely not girly. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess I was kind of tomboy. I played all the sports. Like when I was young, my parents put me in everything. Um, I remember just catching a softball and a baseball in the backyard with my dad. And I played soccer, played softball, volleyball, basketball. I mean, I didn't do all of those things well, but my, you know, they put me in all of the things.
0: Um, So so you didn't do the dance route?
1: Ah. I want to say my mom put me in dance for a hot minute but that was okay. That was about it. it didn't last very long.
0: <laughs> <Nice>.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then volleyball and, was my was my main love. I yeah, I played volleyball. You played that all through high school? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Yep, very I started
1: lovely. in 6th grade and I joined a club team and I just fell in love with it and played all through junior high and high school and Yeah.
0: Nice. And then how many siblings and where do you fall in that lineup?
1: So I have one sister. And that's it. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah, she's 3 years older than I am. We did not get along growing up at all. <laughs> <laughs> but now she's my best friend and I couldn't do life without her. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty atypical for a family in Kaysville, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was that just that your parents' plan or
1: Um, so my mom I don't I don't think it was advised for her to have more kids after that. Mm. She had um, both of us C-section and I think, yeah, I don't know. I just think my dad was too freaked out. And I think the doctor, anyway, I think they just all kind of decided you should probably Yeah. it. Nice. <laughs> but,
0: nice. Yeah. Um, anything else about your developmental years? Like, um, what about like your, your faith development? Was it uh, pretty easy for you? Did you go through a rebellious stage or like
1: <laughs> Um, no, I feel like it actually was. Very effortless. It was pretty easy. Um, I feel like I've always just kind of believed and I've never really, uh, I don't know. I've just never really like doubted or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that sticks out into my mind as far as, you know, my testimony and things like that is we had some good friends across the street. Um, My parents were good friends with their parents and they were Lutheran, and um, they invited us every. I feel I don't. I do not I don't want to say every year, but there were a few times when we would go to their midnight mass on Christmas Eve at midnight. Oh, really? With little wow. kids, and we'd be like dragged to this Lutheran church to go, um, which was really cool. I mean, it was cool to see a different perspective. And but I remember one time they asked us to come to church with them on a Sunday, and so we did. Um, and I've. F- I don't know. I just vividly remember the feeling just feeling like, Holy cow. Like our church <laughs> is true. You know what I mean?
0: Like, yeah, you saw the contrast, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. For the first time I like, cause you know, I grew up in the church all my, I feel like most of my friends were LDS. Um, but yes, I saw the contrast and nothing against the Lutheran church. I mean, it was a fantastic service. Like it really was, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it was just, I feel like that was kind of a defining moment for me where I was like, holy cow, like what we have really is special and true and
0: stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, how about just the relationship with your, your mom, your dad, or like, was it uh, like, what what were the relationships you drew upon in those developmental years that you found really helpful?
1: So, um, yeah, my parents are awesome. I love them both so much. Um, my mom and I kind of butted heads a little bit, but not bad. Um, (laughs) she worked, she actually worked at the high school. So I feel like (laughs) she was in my teacher. No, she was the attendance secretary.
0: Oh, (laughs)
1: had its benefits so, honestly. I'd be like, Mom, I'm not going to school today and she'd be like, All right, I'll clear your absence.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. But so, you also couldn't just skip class that easy. Yeah, right? it- <laughs>
1: yeah. Which I don't know. I feel like I never really had that yeah, you weren't
0: thing. that kid. But yeah.
1: No, but I mean she like knew all my friends and they loved her and they'd tell her things and that kind of got a little little messy, I would say. But it was <laughs> it was fun to have her there too. So anyway, yeah. so yeah, so my relationship with my mom was really good. My friends all loved her. They knew her from the school, and she was she was a cool mom. Um, yeah. And then my dad and I have always been like super close. Hmm. Um, I feel like I'm definitely more similar to him in personality style, especially the older that I get. Um, but he's just always been kind of my rock. He's the person that I would always go to for advice or just if I was worried about something I would always talk to him and we always had late night chats I'd go out and hang out with my friends and every night I'd come home and he'd be on the couch watching a show or whatever and it would be midnight or something and I'd roll in and I without fail I would just sit on the couch we would like talk
0: oh that's cool
1: yeah 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 it was really cool that I feel like my relationship with my dad was very crucial for me so
0: nice so before we move out move on from those those younger years, any classic story the night you got arrested, the night uh, you didn't get arrested I don't know like any any epic story that'd be worth telling for the your posterity to know about McCall
1: I mean probably none that I want the ward or my posterity to know about
0: All right she's not going on the record folks and she doesn't have to. she pleads the fifth All right. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but it sounds like I mean pretty traditional, Latter-day Saint upbringing. Faith was definitely involved. Good relationships with parents. Um, fun, like sports, focus in high school and whatnot. Anything else that defined you in high school?
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I was just your right. typical student, and yeah, good,
0: yeah. nice, nice. So, uh, end of high school comes, and what was the plan?
1: End of high school comes, and my plan was to wait for my missionary and get married.
0: Oh, that's right! You had a missionary. <laughs> was this so? Was this missionary from high school, or where did you meet this guy? Uh,
1: so, this missionary was from like eighth grade.
0: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and were you sort of a a thing all all those years through high school? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> it so was. I know.
1: 'm not a high school sweetheart everybody. I am not recommending this but that <laughs> okay. is my life my life story yeah so yeah so we nice. like met in eighth grade and um yeah I mean we started we went to dances and stuff when I was in high school and I mean we mostly mm. just hung out you know like the eighth grade whatever we would like hang out but then once I got into high school we would like go to high school dances and we were we were pretty serious and yeah. up until he left on his mission I mean like that was yeah, who I dated all through high school and everything. So
0: nice. And so the, the mission came pretty soon for him after high school, or
1: so he was a year older than me. And so he was oh, okay. on his mission while I was still a senior.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And did, and uh, I mean, a pretty consistent writer. I mean, any,
1: yeah, yep, yeah. every week. That was back when we had to wait for the mailman to deliver the letter. And- <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And um, any, I mean, what, uh, like for your posterity, what, what would you say about that dynamic of like writing a missionary, how to do it or what you learned? Or, I mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't say you regretted it, but uh, right. I mean, any, any regrets there or ways you approached it?
1: No, I don't think so. I, you know, I honestly feel like it was a really good experience for me. It was neat to see his growth as a missionary. Um, mm-hmm. it was, you know, he would write about his experiences. He would write about his testimony. He would, you know, write about what he read in the scriptures that week, which I feel like as a senior in high school, that was really helpful for me to kind of keep me on track. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a great guy. He like, I just say that he was my best friend and, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of, I'm like defined, like he kind of helped define me a little bit which in a good way. I mean, he was a good sure. guy. He served a mission. Um, but yeah, I mean, it obviously didn't work out, but, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say that I necessarily have any regrets or.
0: Yeah. But it also did work out cause you met Tannen, right?
1: Of course. Yes. It worked out exactly how it was supposed to. <laughs> That's, right. That's
0: right. So, so during this time you sent a missionary off, I mean, did you just start going to college or what, what were you doing during this? Yeah.
1: Time? So I started going to college, um, I went to Salt Lake Community College and...
0: Not Weber State?
1: Not Weber State, which Tannen said that in his interview, but I feel like I always wanted to go to Utah State.
0: Oh, okay. But but so why didn't you go to Utah State?
1: I don't know. I kind of had like a lot of anxiety as a kid Uh and I was kind of just starting to outgrow that. And so I didn't want to move away, I think. I think that was a lot of the mm-hmm. reason that I was, like, not quite ready to leave home yet um, right after high school. So I yeah. went, I went just decided to go to Slick, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I probably – I don't know. I don't know why because I could have gone to the yeah. U. I could have gone to Weber, but for some reason I ended up at Slick.
0: So you lived at home and just commuted down to, to Salt Lake Community gotcha. College? Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. And my awesome.
1: focus was school, and I didn't want to look at any boys. <laughs> I just was there to <laughs> – to pass the time so
0: nice yeah and then the infamous was it a math class i forget a
1: math, class. Yep. math class math class and that,
0: yes. and that guy walks in and starts sitting by you huh that
1: darn guy every every other
0: so day. <laughs> so what's your perspective i mean tell us the story as if we haven't heard the tannins side
1: okay so <clears throat> it was math class it was a packed class like i feel like if you didn't get there in time you'd be like standing in the back of the portable it was a portable <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, I, I don't know. I'd get there and I was, I got there first and I think it was like the first day or something. And I want to say that he and his friend like came in late or something, fashionably late. I don't know. And I remember being like, holy cow, he's really cute. Um, (laughs) and I think that first day, I don't know why I did this, but I think I said like, Hey, I like your sweatshirt or something. He was wearing a sweatshirt and I can't, he said something, like, so flirtatious that I was, like,
0: Come here often to math class?
1: (laughs) I don't don't even remember what it was, but I, like, just gave him a compliment or something, and he, like, I don't know, It was, like, really flirty, which I'm not used to, and I was, like, who is this guy? Like, obviously, he's done this a time or two. Like, no. (laughs) Back
0: off, buddy. I got a missionary, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. But I still, like, thought he was super cute, and then, you know, every time I'd see him, I'd... Yeah, I'd, yeah, he was really cute. So
0: uh, a friendship budded. Right?
1: Um, sure. Or was it was
0: more just like that girl, that boy in math class.
1: Yeah, it was that, more that just. Like, it was more just like I would see him and I would get butterflies and I would want to talk to him and anyway, yeah. So I don't know. So yeah. So I would be in class. I think I always got there first. It must have been where my previous class was or something, but. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, oh, I think they said, like, save us a seat tomorrow or something. And so I saved him a seat. And then, but yeah, literally every other time they would switch. Like, I would sit by him and then I would sit by his friend the next day. Like, it was like uh-huh. clockwork and it was ridiculous. And I always wanted to sit by Tannen. And I was like, get your friend out of here. <laughs>
0: but- <laughs> do, you, do you guys still know this friend? Yes, yeah, so I was with super
1: him? close with him and his wife and I love them. And yeah, oh, it's good.
0: great. So you yeah. did find another girl to sit by in eternity. Yes. this is good.
1: Yes, for sure. <laughs> Everything's fine on that end. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And
0: yeah. then, uh, then he asked you on a date. Is that sort of where it progressed? Or?
1: Um, so then they both kind of asked me to go to Godfather's Pizza, which was I don't think they're around anymore. I don't know. It was like a.
0: Tannen, that that romantic. Oh I my know. goodness. <laughs>
1: So we went there to do homework. So that was the first time we ever hung out outside of math class was we would go to this little pizza shop. We'd get some lunch and work on math homework. And we did that for, I want to say a few weeks, if not more. It was like our tradition, like every, I don't know, Tuesday, I don't know, whatever day it was, we would go do that, which I looked forward to and liked. And um, and then-
0: Nice. And, and let, th- maybe put it into context, like how long had your missionary been out at this
1: point? Oh, so a year. <clears throat> So I think okay. oh, that's where I think Tannen and I differ on our stories, but my missionary had bound out like exactly a year when I met Tannen.
0: Okay. So a so good amount on. of time, but like there's maybe light at the end of the tunnel for this mission. Yeah, I was, like, the you downhill. may make it.
1: Yeah. I was on the downhill. I was like, sweet. You know, you make the, that like one year mark and everything. Yeah. Anyway, but right at that one year mark was when he decided to walk in the math class.
0: Nice. Nice. And then, uh, so when did, when did it progress past, past uh, homework at Godfather's Pizza?
1: So, I, so I, I want to say the first time we hung out, he and his friend came to my house, my parents' house, and we watched a movie. We watched The Three Amigos. That was our- Of course. I mean, is there another
0: movie to watch?
1: Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, we did that and, I don't know. It was really slow moving. Cause I was a shy. I had never like, I honestly, I had never really like hung out with another, like I didn't know how to like, you know what I mean? I just, I was awkward and shy and probably acted like I wanted nothing to do with them, but I did and anyway. Uh-huh. So yeah, he was persistent enough. And um, then he finally asked me on a date. Oh yeah. I guess it was a little more condensed than I thought. Cause we met in January, beginning of January, the beginning of semester and then <clears throat> he asked me on our first date on Valentine's day. So Valentine's day was our very first date.
0: Mm. So we had
1: like hung out a few times and then asked me on a date on Valentine's day.
0: Nice. So every year, like Valentine's day is like an anniversary for yeah, you as well. Huh? Totally. No? Yep. That's yep. cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, uh, so you're starting dating there, but then, and this is like the bold move for 10, like me, my, myself, I would be like, okay, I got, I got to lock down the situation, get this missionary off her mind. Yeah. And uh, put a ring on it or whatever, <laughs> but he he was uh, he just said hey you know he's he was had character enough <laughs> to to uh, say hey you you got to figure that out or whatnot like when did that that come into yeah. discussion
1: um, character enough or like committal issues either
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right all right ten and hey you're not here to defend yourself but that's <laughs> that's on the record so
1: um. Yeah. So, okay. So I was upfront with him. You know, I told him, look, I have a missionary. I'm not doing anything until he gets back. Um, and he was like, all right, that's, that's cool. Whatever. So, yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I feel like once we went on our date, we started to get pretty serious. Um, and then, you know, a couple months later, of course, oh, I talked to my missionary on Mother's Day at his parents' house because you'd have to go mm-hmm. to the parents' house. That's right, talk.
0: that was a thing, right?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so I was talking to him, and I think he could kind of tell something was up and ask me a bunch of questions, and that broke my heart. And anyway, so it was kind of a hard situation because I was really into Tannen, but also, you know, really into this missionary. And anyway, after all of that, Tannen and I just, just dated. Um, I mean, I guess pretty seriously, we didn't date anybody else. So yeah, we were Mm -hmm. pretty seriously. But you're
0: just having fun. Like we're just (laughs) going to go out and have fun.
1: Yes. Like I really enjoyed being with him and I didn't want to be with anybody else. And so yeah, we dated for that whole year and (laughs) yeah, he just said, look, I don't want you to ever have any regrets. Um, he's like, I I hope it's me, but like, you got to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. So We kind of, I don't want to say like broke up, but kind of like, because he was like, I don't, I don't really want to like talk to you while you're figuring this out. You know, like he just was kind of like, you go figure it out and take whatever time you need. And yeah, it was kind of a weird, like limbo thing. Like, yeah, like it wasn't really a breakup, but like, it kind of felt like it, you know what I mean? Uh Uh So anyway, so missionary came home, we went on a date. And the whole time we were on a date, I was just like sick to my stomach. Kind of like we went to dinner and I couldn't eat and I just felt really unsettled. And I don't know, it was, it was hard, but then I went to his homecoming and everything kind of felt normal and all of our high school friends were there. And anyway, I don't know. It just felt off. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So I think, so anyway, I don't I wish I could remember the timeline, but I finally told him like, "Look, this doesn't feel right. I'm really sorry." And it was hard and anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so I kind of like just told him like this it's not the same. Um, oh, and I forgot. By this point, I had moved into Salt Lake. So before my missionary came home, I moved with roommates into Salt Lake. So I wasn't living at home when he came home. Broke it off with my missionary and then he Showed up at my work with flowers and was like, I think you should just move home so that we can like give this a shot. Um, this is your
0: missionary, missionary that showed up, yes, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like wasn't really gonna take that, and he was,
0: he was uh, he was gonna make this happen, huh? Yeah,
1: like he was like, You didn't <laughs> give it long enough, like I think he was like, I don't know, I'm fresh off my mission, like of course it's not the same yet, but like give me time, I know,
0: uh-huh.
1: anyway. So he it was just hard. Cause I felt like I like broke up with him and then I had to break up with him again. And I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. there was a lot of back and forth. Like I, yeah, there was a lot of back and forth. Like I felt really uh-huh. bad. And so anyway, so I broke it off with the missionary finally. And then he went on his separate way. I went back to Tannen and we were dating for a while and he <laughs> wasn't interested at all at getting in getting more serious and, you know, working toward marriage. And I was,
0: yeah. And so, You just broke this other guy's heart, you know, like (laughs) if we're going to do this, let's do this. Right.
1: Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so we dated for another, a little while. And then, um, finally I was just like, look, is this going anywhere? And he was like, I don't know. I really like you and I really like dating you, but I don't know if I ever really want to get married.
0: (laughs) Here's the committal issues. Okay. All right.
1: Like, Oh, that would have been nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I just thought we were both kind of on the same page. Like we were waiting for this missionary to come home for me to figure it out. And then we would kind of proceed. But apparently I was only under that impression. <laughs> uh-huh. So I ended up breaking up with him and he dated other people. I dated other people may not, may or may not have <laughs> dated the missionary again a little bit. Oh, wow. Um, But also like dated other people too. And yeah. Um, but yeah, like just was trying to have fun and date other people. And I mean, Tannen was always in the back of my mind, of course, but, um, he finally, like I ran up to him, I ran into him up at the U and he like gave me a letter and said, don't open this until Thanksgiving. And so he promised, I promised him that I wouldn't anyway. So Thanksgiving rolls around and I read this letter and it's such a nice letter. And it basically just said like, thank you for all you've taught me and I've learned so much and like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. But it was very like, it wasn't, I don't know. It was just very vague. Like I was like, what do you, what do you want from this letter? (laughs) Like, are you just trying to mess with me? Like, what are you doing here? But anyway, so then, um, anyway, so then he said like, call me after you read this. So I called him and then he wanted to take me out. And so we went out and then yeah. After that, like after that, we just decided. Like he just basically said, "Like I know now that I want to get married, and I know now that I want it to be to you." And so, yeah. So then it moved pretty fast after that.
0: Awesome! What a love story. The <laughs> the playwright needs to be written and uh, it'd be the best chick flick ever. Oh, so,
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: <laughs> so um, maybe let's talk about your your education time during those years. Did you did you? Uh, graduate from college with a degree or
1: i did so at slick i just got my what do they call it my generals is that what they call it Uh
0: um
1: and then transferred to the u and tan and i got married while we were both at the u and i um ended up getting my degree in psychology oh cool which i've done nothing with but i have my degree
0: other than raise a remarkable family
1: yeah (laughs) yep that's right
0: and deal with tannin psychosis, but yeah, no, that's just,
1: true. That's true.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, so, I mean, anything w- was uh, school easy for you? Were you glad you did it? Would you go back if you were to do it again? Would you do something different? Or
1: that's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm definitely glad I did it. That was always my dad's thing. Was like, you're not getting married till you have a degree, which I did. But I prom I promise, Dad, I'll finish my degree. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, no, I loved school. I think college, I don't know, as far as like the education goes, like, (laughs) I don't know how much I learned. And I definitely don't know how much has stuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the experiences, like, I feel like I grew a lot through like, getting out of my comfort zone and trying all these classes and meeting new people and moving in with roommates. And yeah, I just feel like I learned a lot in college that I couldn't have got in any other experience i guess i don't
0: know yeah nice so you graduated but you uh you had your you had your man delivered by that point and locked in and uh and then at what point did he tell you want to be a dentist
1: so i knew he well let's see i knew he wanted to be a dentist
0: okay before so the marriage I, yeah uh-huh all oh, nice.
1: yeah he was definitely working towards becoming a dentist yeah so i i knew that all along
0: yeah, Cool. Nice. Yeah. And then, um, was it those first few years of, of marriage? Was it like just focused on his education and getting through, you know, getting through all the, the yeah. schooling and whatnot?
1: Yeah. So after I graduated, um, I, so I was working part-time at a law firm while I was going to school. And then when I graduated, they gave me a full-time position. And so I worked downtown at a law firm, um, Curtin and McConkie the church's law firm actually. So the church, oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I worked there for up until we moved for dental school. So yeah, I was just kind of working. Tannen was going to school, getting all of his dental prerequisites and then applying to dental school and flying all over to interview and all of that fun stuff. And I was just kind of working and
0: yeah. yeah
1: we didn't and remind
0: kid. me where your family moved for dental school.
1: We moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. <clears throat>
0: well, how was that? Would that feel like an adventure or for, for a, Yes. Kaysville, Utah girl to move out. East. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes, it did. Um, I was super nervous, but super excited to go. Uh, once I got there, it was like, I don't know. It, it hit me. Like it was, it was kind of hard. Cause,
0: cause yeah. you talk about as you know, you had some anxiety just yes. as a teenager and whatnot. Did that sort of come to the surface? Yes.
1: yes I was like, Holy cow. Mm-hmm. My old friend is back. Yeah. So yeah, that definitely <laughs> triggered a lot of anxiety when I moved, but, um, ended up loving it like it was so amazing we made such good friends there lifelong friends um yeah we just our ward was our ward family um yeah we loved it we loved it so much
0: yeah i mean they weren't as close as the park if but I mean, you know it was pretty cool. good ward.
1: <laughs> like they're a close second you know what i mean
0: yeah 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 sure <laughs> awesome and um was it like uh, were there some really like hard days there like starting out where you just feel like you know tannin's gone off to class and you're home alone and and uh, do you have one of your kids by then or
1: no so yeah so we didn't have any kids when we moved there oh okay um, yeah it was definitely hard and lonely we had this you know house these neighbors that were (laughs) not very nice at first um i had to go find a job like yeah it was just Uh it was it was kind of hard and um but anyway i ended up finding a job i worked at another law firm out there and ended up just loving my coworkers. it was a great experience i loved working i worked downtown pittsburgh so i'd hop on the bus and i'd ride the bus to, to work um yeah. But Tannen was gone a lot. Yeah. He was gone a lot. Yeah. So I
0: yeah.
1: feel like, yeah, I don't know, but I was working full time at the same time. So it's not like I had a yeah, kid. Yeah. You and, sort of
0: had that distraction, right?
1: Yeah. Like it's not, no, I don't know. Like I think, <clears throat> yeah, it's not like I was home all day. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like yeah. once I got a job and was I was gone just as much as he was, I feel like. But
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, what was it like being a, a Latter-day Saint there?
1: Yeah. So um, definitely different. <clears throat> <clears throat> like here of course you know i don't know i feel like everyone's familiar with our religion in sure. our church maybe you know too I
0: mean? familiar at times yeah
1: maybe <laughs> too familiar times yeah exactly yeah like there's <laughs> definitely like challenges and advantages to each but um but yeah back there it was so funny like i feel like once somebody found out that i was back then mormon Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but people will be like I have never met a Mormon before like it was so funny it was like they like wanted to come and like see what I looked like I don't know I don't know what they were expecting but they were
0: show me the horns right yeah
1: yeah like I've never (laughs) met a Mormon before like you seem so normal and whatever and I was like "Eh, I mean I'm not where's your prairie dress (laughs) yeah Yeah. but I mean it was it was good I don't know I guess I felt good to like kind of show that like we're just normal people like I don't know, and it, we had a lot in common. There, there were a lot of um, like Catholic that I worked with, and I don't know. It was just it was fun because they would talk about church, and they'd be like, you know, this weekend I went to church, and like, I mean, there were a lot of religious people. Um, so I, I don't know. I just I feel like mm-hmm. we had a lot of commonalities and a lot of similar views and stuff like that. So yeah, it was. I feel like it was good for them to just see, like, oh, okay, like. Your religion isn't necessarily what I thought it would be, but anyway, I don't know.
0: Yeah, cool. And was that a two-year stint there, or
1: uh, four? That was four
0: years. Four year, okay. Wow. So I mean, by the end of those four years, you felt settled in, I'd imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was, I was home. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then when that was over, was it like Tana, we're going to Utah or nothing? Like,
1: you <laughs> know. Yeah. No. So before we left, yeah, that was the plan. Was like go away for four years and then come back. But I don't know, as we were there, you know, we kind of was like, well, Utah's saturated with dentists and, you know, if we Mm -hmm. wanted to actually be successful, we probably should look other places. And, um, and by this point I was open to it. I mean, I had lived somewhere else and realized like, oh yeah, this can be a good thing too, you know? So I was open to it, but anytime I brought it up with my family, they would be like, absolutely not. (laughs) They just (laughs) wanted me to come back. Yeah. But, um... No, I mean, we, we definitely were open to whatever, but Tannen did have a little job that kind of landed in his lap that we couldn't really say no to. So it all Mm -hmm. worked out and we ended up back here and I'm glad we did. It's it there's, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. Yeah.
0: And then what, uh, you know, as I've, you know, I've been in Stansbury Park about two years now, and people always ask. You know, f- first of all, that you know, you say oh, I'm in Tuolumne County, and then they say, "Oh, where is Stansbury?" And then they're like, "Oh, like, what's that like? Do you like it or not?" So, what was your? How would you describe your journey out to Just- to Stansbury, and and what was that like? Was it, uh, you know, always the dream place that that you thought? Right, is, right. Or, I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> um. So Tannen got offered a job in Tooele. So not his original job. He was originally working in Layton, but then started Tooele for like once a week. Um, But then got offered a full-time position in Tooele. And I had cousins who were out here my whole life. So we would always come out and visit them in Stansbury. And I always thought it was like this cool little town and loved coming out here and visiting my cousins. And so, so even though Tannen was working in Tooele, I just was familiar enough with Stansbury to know like, Hey, we should look at, if we're going to move out there, let's look at Stansbury. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. But it's, yeah, it's so funny how you have memories as a child and you think something is one way and then you live there and it's like, Oh, this is, I don't know, just kind of completely different, but not (laughs) a bad way. Just like, Oh, I live here now. Like, you know, I just remember coming here as a kid and thinking this is this like way far away little town and, Anyway, but now we live here and we love it and it's great. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Um, anything, um, so you're, you're, you're back in Utah at this point and Tana's doing is you know, gets a, the full-time job in Tool, I guess, moves out here to Stansbury. And any anything we've missed in that uh, transition from dental school to Stansbury Park?
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess I should mention when we had our first child. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> um, so we actually, we tried for four years to have kids and were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had our first child when we were in Pittsburgh, um, but we had had like multiple miscarriages before then. So that was another hard thing was I was so far away from family and we were trying and anyway, I had tons yeah. of emergency room visits and that was really hard and it was just like a roller coaster. Um, so that was kind of hard to be away from family that way, especially cause I tend to be kind of a private person. And so Anyway, I just was kind of, I felt like I was kind of dealing with all that on my own, but, um, anyway, but we finally were successful and we finally had our, uh, firstborn Lennon in 2011. So we had been in Pittsburgh for three years before he came and then, um, yeah. And then he came and I quit my job so that I could stay home with him and, um, just, yeah, just spent yeah. the last year, um, in Pittsburgh just at home with my baby.
0: Yeah. And that's a you know similar to our our family journey as well. And I you know going through infertility and whatnot, you don't realize how maybe common it is until it's your experience, and everybody else is like, oh yeah, that's my experience too, right? So, I mean, what was the? And again, this is where I turn into Barbara Walters, and I apologize, but uh, I think this is like this is important perspective for your posterity to understand. Is just that, like, what is what is that heartbreak like for you? Like whether. How did you get through it? Like, how'd you find strength? Or maybe you didn't find strength some days, but. Oh,
1: it was really hard. I mean, I feel like my whole life, all I've wanted to do is be a mom, you know, whether or not I did other things as well. Like I knew that I wanted to be a mother, Um, you know, and like after the first miscarriage, I was like, okay, it's okay. You know, we're still super young and we got time. And um, then after the second miscarriage, I was like, oh, this is. I don't, it was just a roller coaster. Cause you'd get pregnant and you'd get that positive test. Mm-hmm. And so excited. And you know, all the things, all the emotions. And then you would just be like rock bottom, like after you lost it, you know? So we went through that four times. <clears throat> um, and yeah, after the third and fourth one, I was just like, what's the point? Like we're, I'm not going to have kids. Like, you know, yeah. like, I considered filling out our adoption forms and all of that. Um, but yeah, it was, just, I felt, yeah, I felt like I had to kind of like mourn that. Like, yeah, it was just, it was hard. Like, I felt like I just had this big, not only the loss of like each miscarriage, but just like the loss of like, I ha- I feel like I had to grieve maybe not being able to have my own children there for a while. Um, and, yeah. you know, fortunately for us, it worked out and it did, you know, but I mean, for some people it doesn't. And that's just, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a hard, hard thing
0: yeah and i mean getting that place where you think i just we're just going to be that family doesn't have kids you know like this and it's not for lack of trying you know just the way that this seems to be rolling out and and it was it so i guess lennon was your fifth pregnancy Uh uh-huh yeah okay i mean and so was it i mean with each pregnancy just sort of this anxious experience is that a good way to describe it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i felt like i felt like all my friends had kids and they were all, you know, in the young mothering phase. And I'm like, well, I got to hop on the bus and go to work. And a lot of people would say like, oh, I'm so jealous that you have all this free time and you just get to do what you want. And I was like, well, actually (laughs) I want to be, I want to be in the thick of motherhood and I want to be, you know, getting up in the night with my baby and all of that. So, I mean, every stage in life has their own trials, but But yeah, I feel like people would look at my life and be like, "Oh, like you're living the days." And little did they know, like the only thing I wanted was their trials. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah, 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 (laughs) really tough. And then uh, after Lennon, was it with each pregnancy? I mean, any other miscarriage happen, or did was it you figure your body had figured it out or something? My
1: body figured it out. And once I had one, then yeah, it was after that. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about what about your, well, I guess while we're near that, like what, uh, what do you love about being a mom?
1: Oh my gosh. So many things. Um, I love it. It's like the best thing ever. Um, I mean, yes, it's hard for sure. And I now <laughs> I know what all those moms are talking about. <laughs> Whereas yeah. back then I'm like, stop saying that. Um, <laughs> You know, it's hard. Like I got postpartum depression quite a bit. Oh, and wow. actually I would say more postpartum anxiety after each kid. Um, so that I feel like was the hardest. I, I loved being pregnant. I didn't mind being pregnant. I know that that's probably hard for a lot of people <laughs> to hear. Um, Cause I know a lot of people struggle, but it was after, like it was after I would have the baby that I would really yeah. struggle. Um, so yeah, those times were hard, but at the same time, like I look back and I just think like, I don't know. They were just like magical too, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: was the first time your first bout with postpartum, um, did you, I mean, immediately recognize what it was or was it sort of just strange? Like did Tana look at you one day and think, all right, something's up or how did that, <laughs> how did that go?
1: Probably all of the above.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think everyone, yeah. Like it just, Um, yeah. Like I think, yeah, I just, I was at the point where I just, couldn't eat, like I just was not hungry. Like I was crying all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, I mean, everyone knew. Like <laughs> there was mm-hmm. no denying it. I finally had to call my doctor and was just crying, and she was like, "It's okay." Anyway, so she like helped me through it, and then um, yeah. yeah, it was fine. I got over it. Was but, it
0: yeah. was it relieving when they could actually like, oh, this is a thing, and this is what yeah. we call it, and like totally. to like, like normalized yes. it a little bit. Like, I yeah.
1: was so nervous to call my my doctor and I like I said I was always crying and so she just answered the phone and I was just <laughs> was so embarrassed. but yeah it was uh, definitely she was like it's totally fine it's normal and we have something that can help and yeah, yeah. anyway
0: yeah and then it, you, I imagine with the other brain sees you're able to recognize it and yeah address it and yeah nice,
1: yes nice. but by my third because I'm stubborn, <laughs> but like by my third baby I was like oh I got this I got all these coping mechanisms that I can do and I'm expecting it and I know what it is and I'm a professional now. And, but then I feel like that was almost my hardest one.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Wow. But it's, wow.
0: Well, I appreciate you being open about some of these things. Cause I know like whether in your family or in the war, like people be like, Oh wow. Like McCall like understands maybe more of my story. And yeah. you know, so it's, yeah. this is how we connect as humans. Totally. So, totally. That's good. um, Anything else about being a mom? I mean, I, you're in the thick of it. Obviously, I have many more years, and and as I talk with people, I'm always like, and I don't even have teenagers yet, and I know that's like a whole another thing, and I'll you know the whole another adventure. But, uh, anyways, anything else to mention?
1: I just right now I feel like I'm in the sweet spot where you know my kids are a little older, and we're not in the like tantrum toddler phase, but we haven't quite hit teenage years yet. So I just feel like yeah. we're just in this like really sweet spot, but. I've said that about every phase too. You know what I mean? Like I love it when they're little <laughs> yeah. and then I love it when they get a little more grown up and hopefully yeah. i love the teenage years too. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm yeah. nervous for them, but they, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great.
0: Nice. Um, what about your, your faith as an adult now? I mean, uh, obviously as by this point in life, faith has matured and you see things maybe differently than you did in, in the high school years or whatnot, but how would you um, articulate or, Talk about your, your faith experience currently.
1: Um, that's a good question. I feel like, I feel like right now my focus is on like, how can I teach my kids what I know? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, um, just like you said, like being in the thick of motherhood, it's like, yes, I'm, I'm working on my faith always as an individual, but like, I feel like the majority of it is like, how can I teach this to my kids? You know what I mean? Like how can I help them develop their testimony and their faith at this crucial time in their life? Um and that's and that's difficult because I feel like each of my kids are so different and they receive direction so differently. Um anyway, so yeah, I guess to answer your question, I feel like I'm always working on my faith. I there's always room for improvement, especially for me. Um, but I feel like I have been blessed with just kind of believing and not necessarily doubting, you know, like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like I've always just kind of been pretty, I don't know, pretty faithful. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things, like you see, there's other people who s- struggle with things and I know my faith experience where you just sort of, you look at them and you think, why does that, why is that so difficult for you? Or why is that, you know, struggle, you know, suddenly, you know, rock your world and, but I'm going, okay, but I don't want to diminish what they're experiencing type of thing. But I just plow forward and, and continue to focus on, on faith and Jesus and all those things. Yeah.
1: And it's not like I'm doing it blindly. Like, of course I'm not just like, Oh, this is what I was told. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I just, I really consider it a blessing. Like I really feel like I've just, yeah, like you said, it's just like moving forward in faith. Like, well, maybe I don't understand all of that right now, but like I've had other confirmations in my life where I know that, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that this is who I'm supposed to be following. And so I just have faith that it'll all work out.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, What about, uh, let's say, are you, are you still with the young women now and you're calling?
1: Oh, I just got released. That's right. uh, Just got released. Probably about a month ago.
0: And Uh, how long were you serving with the young women?
1: So I was there for, I think three years. It was right when our, it was right when COVID hit. So we got called into young women's and then we had a sacrament meeting only church, and then COVID. So then, so I never met with my young women until we had to do like lessons on zoom and my poor (laughs) young women. Like that was, that was, that's tough. that was tough, but I loved young women so much. Like I love the girls and, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just grew so close to them. So it was, Yeah. yeah, it was really good.
0: Is that, uh, does that calling stand out amongst others that you've had in your, in your life?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, probably cause it was the most recent, <laughs> but
0: yeah. Sure. Um,
1: um, I just loved it. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like all of the young women are like, I think back when I was a young woman and I was like, holy cow, like, I don't know. I just feel like these young women are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like I grew really close to them and they were fun to get along with and fun to hang out with. And then also like the leaders that I served with, um, I, they became my really good friends and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I kind of loved everything about it.
0: Nice. So right now you're calling lists. Is that um, accurate? No,
1: <laughs> no. So I got called to be the young woman or not young one, the activity days.
0: Later. Oh, that's right. So, okay. Cool. Which is
1: great too, because now I'm with my daughter Gwen and yeah, we yeah. just like plan little fun activities for the, I think the seven and eight year olds. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun.
0: Nice. Now, uh, fear not. I'm sure the Bishop Rick will not listen to this, but just hypothetically speaking, like what's your, what's your go-to calling? Like if you were to pick a calling, are you the teacher? Are you just like the youth leader? Are you the, you just love being in the material center and organizing old pictures? I mean, what, what's your, what's your, what would be your ideal calling?
1: Oh, nursery. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am very much like behind the scenes person. I don't want to be teaching. I don't want to be conducting. I just, I just want to be there. I want to be helpful yeah. and, you know, tell me what to do and I'll do it, but I don't want to be in front of anyone and I don't want to be making
0: decisions. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, call. What, what do we miss about your life? Any, any, uh, moment or phase or theme that, that we missed or do we give it? I mean, you're only a, a quarter of the way through your life, let's be honest. So, that's there's true. there's so much more to come so
1: much more to come yep <laughs> um, but no I don't know you yeah you must do this for a living you're so good at it uh,
0: yeah well hey you know I <laughs> I try I try so.
1: <laughs> but no I think you ask great questions and I think we pretty much covered now
0: what if them. someone's listening to this who's brand new to the to the park view award what any uh, give us your best park view advertisement of why people should live here forever
1: oh because it's the best place to live obviously <laughs> no like we have such amazing people in our world. And I really wish that I could like get to know every single person better because everyone that I know is like, they're just amazing. Um, But yeah, I always say that like the people here are just, I don't know. I just, I love it. In fact, I'm trying yeah. to convince my sister to move out here and my parents. Cause I just, nice it's, work. It's a great, I know <laughs> it's a great place to live and it's, I'm telling yeah. everyone I know to move out here. Although I probably shouldn't cause it needs to be, you know, like this little gem that no one should know about that's but,
0: right but yeah. that's right yeah. um all right what about um obviously and exactly what you said that's why we need a park view in pod podcast because yes. we have remarkable people we need to hear their stories and figure out why they're so awesome Wonderful. so um, yeah. who would you I, I mean just maybe this will be fun i don't know who would you nominate as a future guest on the park view in pod podcast mm-hmm.
1: There's so many people that I would nominate. Um, (laughs) The Smiths, John and Sharon Smith.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. And he's, I mean, he's got some uh, microphone experience, so.
1: Yes. And I would be a good one. I would love to. Uh, Yeah, they would be.
0: All right. I'm going to corner them. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's good. I love it. I don't know. Awesome. Well, McGall, last question I have for you is if you were to uh, get in a time machine, go in the future, a hundred years and. Speak to your posterity. What message would you want to tell them at that point?
1: Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm still like, I need someone to tell me this message. (laughs) Um, Just stay faithful. Like there are so many things that can knock us off our path. Um, But I think it's important for us to put ourselves in situations to help our testimonies so that when we go through those trials, Um, We can fall back on that. And a testimony doesn't come from being passive. It's something that we need to always be working on and searching. And um, yeah, I know that it'll bless our lives if we are constantly and actively trying to strengthen our testimony and faith.